Hi. Ben Matlock. You can go in your dress or in your underwear, but you get out of here now! Soybean oil, cottonseed oil, palm oil, beef fat, lard, coconut. How long were you you knowing in the parked car? Oh, come on! Mr. Matlock. Oh, Your Honor, come on! Mr. Matlock. Oh, Your Honor! Who was that on the phone? Unlocking Matlock. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Welcome to Unlocking Matlock, the only in-depth deep dive analysis of the hit 80s TV show Matlock starring Andy Griffith. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tony. Uh, Guys, thanks for joining us. We have got an amazing episode for you today. We got a bit of a creepy episode. I know the last few episodes have been pretty like scandalous and sexy. Mm -hmm. Not this episode. This episode is straight up weird and creepy. Yeah, I still feel pretty creeped out myself. I really haven't gotten over it. I've been kind of doing that thing where I keep looking in the back of my backseat of my car. Which is uh, which is difficult because you have so much stuff in the back of your car, uh, right. garbage-wise, that I can imagine that it's you see things quite a bit catch your eye the light catches it right wrong. and i've been sleeping in my car like, i oh, should no, mention not that again. not again <laughs> what's half why well i just uh, i've been down i'm downsizing again um i'm going through another condo thing yeah oh yeah it's a it's a condo thing it's yeah um and it's actually it's i i lost my condo oh no um, <laughs> so it's a double kind of condo thing um, my condo is no longer bringing me me joy, um, and I was uh, thrown out. Oh. Um, and I've been living in my car. No, it's fine. A lot of people pay lots of money to to live in mobile homes and campers and things like that. You're doing it pretty cheap and on the fly, and I think that's great. The uh, your car is very it's fairly it's small. A, well, it's yeah. So it's a Nissan Sentra, um, which I think we Sports can car. all yeah. I think we can all picture. Uh, Nissan Sentra. When I say that, we all know exactly what I'm talking about, and we're we're thinking immediately like, "Hey, that that doesn't have a lot of headroom." No, uh, it doesn't. No. And I am a a very long person. I've never been called tall. People say I'm long. It's an interesting does, difference. Does but, that bother you? Would you rather be called tall? I would like. I would appreciate that. But <laughs> long, it long has a lot of connotations, and like like, oh, here's here comes that long guy. Yeah, like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, it's it's been hard. My neck is a little crooked. That's yeah. That was what I was gonna ask. Do you sit when you sleep in your new house? Do you sleep sitting up like like you would when you're driving, or do you try to like sideways it across the seats? Yeah. So I I, I have to sleep sitting up, um, and I also have to. I'm sitting on my uh, Matlock VHS collection as well. So that's that, you know. I, that is a prize collection. I am so happy that you did not throw that away when you lost the condo. No, um, I I have to keep that. You know, I hope I hope you're able to find some sort of rest and 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 rest up because this episode especially it, it kept me on the edge of my seat. I can't imagine that you're sleeping in a car, and mm. so I'm having. I'm oh, sleeping. I'm forced to be on the edge of my seat. Yeah, because <laughs> the seats. <laughs> I've been, I have not slept because the episode creeps me out so much. Right. Yeah. uh, So I'm excited to kind of. I I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to sleep also, not just because of the episode, but also because I'm, uh, 
I'm parked down by the ferry and down by the docks. I told you to stay away from the docks. You know, you it's kind of oh, it's very shady down there. Lots uh-huh. of shady characters, sailors, mm. and, and and it's creepy down there, Joe. You don't need to be down there. Park by the mall. Why don't you go by the mall? Um, but yeah, this is a super creepy episode, guys. Like we do every week, uh, Tony and I carefully curate and write um, the Wikipedia entries uh, for every episode. That's that's us. If you've read a Wikipedia entry before you clicked on an episode of Matlock, wanting to know what it was about, and uh, you go to Wikipedia, put in the Matlock episode, you're like, wow, this is a really good description. That's because of us. We write every description in there. It's us. Um, you're seeing our fingerprints along these these Wikipedia entries, the time and the effort. Uh, we just want to craft as we do a, an amazing podcast. We want to give you an amazing Wikipedia experience. And uh, if you if you don't mind, I'd like to read it to you now. Here it is. The Sisters. Uh, the Sisters debuted November 11th, 1986. Sisters Julia and Emily execute a clever and cold-hearted plan to murder their wealthy Aunt Esther and frame her husband, Harold Scully. Ben reluctantly agrees to defend the annoying Scully, who is also a friend of Tyler's, and is faced with the challenge of breaking the seemingly airtight alibi of the sisters, as well as the strong bond between them. Guys, this is, it's, that is probably one of the best Wikipedia entries we've ever written. Yeah. And we were, um, we had been drinking coffee all night on this one all night long. And we had been, we had been, yeah, Tony and I got together, drink a bunch of coffee. We had our legal pads, both out a bunch of balled up paper on the floor by us. Pre-balled up as well. I didn't want Joe to come over to an empty a workstation so yeah. i pulled a bunch of pages off and i balled them up beforehand i like coming up with discarded ideas before i get started creating because you just get to the good ones right away it didn't really happen uh that night we were up till 5 a.m yeah we saw the sun night. come up yeah long uh, night. but it hit us just right at the end of the night how to how to perfectly craft it right you know enough details to keep you informed and to know and to let you know what the episode is so guys, it gets creepy right from the start because we get uh, two, these two sisters, Julia and Emily. Mm-hmm. And they are, they look alike. They look about the same age. We're not, I, we, this is not a twins scenario. Get your no. heads out of the gutters, boys, because this is not a twin scenario. We know, we know what you guys. We know what you guys are thinking about Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Take it easy. Uh, uh, you know, creepy it, guys out there creepy creepy dudes creepy Come dudes. On. uh yeah so this is not that kind but they 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 are sisters uh blonde uh look fairly alike uh kind of little getting a little giddy there they seem to have some sort of plan or something to do mm-hmm. that night uh they're trying uh coats on and they're getting a, a, a beret on they're getting ready a- looks like they're going out for a big fun night right a big as, as young women do so but yeah these two the two sisters are getting ready for for an evening uh they're one of them has a big beautiful blue beret on and i don't know about you joe but i was really 
uh, envious of that that blue beret. I wish I, I right. personally cannot wear a beret. I know I they you they literally cannot. They slide right off of your head. I have such a, um, I have such an odd shaped head, and I use a, a ridiculous amount of product in my hair, which makes it <laughs> consistently greasy to the touch. And so, therefore, hats in general, but but more importantly, berets. Yeah. I am just simply not able to wear. And when Tony says product, uh, he does mean animal product. <laughs> it is um, it's disgusting. Well, I found a chicken bone in your hair once. <laughs> You're putting schmaltz in your hair, Tony. Well, you know, I was a big fan. Of, I always wanted that uh, pebbles from the Flintstones hair, so I tried to roll the roll it up in a in chicken bone uh look we weren't all born with beautiful thick luxurious hair like yourself Mm -hmm. joe some of us have thin uh you know whiskey (laughs) burnt edged hair and Mm -hmm. so because of that i have to i have to do a little extra work to make sure i can face the day and you were kicked out of the guardian angels right for not being able to wear a braid it was one of the reasons I was kicked out of the Guardian Angels because I couldn't wear a beret and because I was not intimidating at all. It was the only instance of a Guardian Angel uh, getting <laughs> beat up on a regular basis. Yeah, you got like caught in your own suspenders, right? <laughs> More than a couple of times. Well, this is the thing like I would roll up on people who weren't breaking any laws. But I was just so caught up in the moment of being a guardian angel that I'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. you can't stand here. And they'd be like, "This is I work here. And then they would beat me up. And, so, and, and so, Tony would wear um, flowing angel robes. He didn't quite. <laughs> I took it way literal. I took yeah. it way literal. You looked like a little cherub out there. Um, like somebody's uh, uh, nativity scene had run right. away <laughs> and was accosting people on the street. <laughs> it was bad news was uh bad news. but that's that was that was yeah that was a long time ago but you know back in the 80s uh in 86 when this matlock episode was shot everybody was wearing berets this was not just guardian angels it was uh everybody was wearing berets this uh during that time everybody had everybody had a beret uh popularized popularized on mtv i believe uh a lot of the big musical acts would wear Berets. right that's uh, right but these girls can can wear the hell out of a beret let me tell you so uh they say they're getting ready and then just they're gonna head out for the night they go into the uh, uh, a bedroom to say goodbye to their aunt and they say uh we're taking off for the night and uh the aunt's yeah. like Have a great good time. night aunt esther uh but they say goodbye to the aunt esther for the evening saying we're taking off for the night and and we'll see you we'll see you later and aunt esther's like bye have a great time uh she's uh just re- reading the hell out of a book yeah she is knee deep in a romance novel a steamy uh very sexy romance novel you can tell she as soon as she jumps back into that she is transported into a old woman fantasy that neither i nor tony can even begin to comprehend and we couldn't because uh, our romance novels never sold, unfortunately, when we were trying. Oh, boy. Those sat on the shelf. We, I mean, we really tried, too. I mean, we, we didn't do a lot of research. We kind of just wrote them with what we thought mm-hmm. women wanted to hear. Uh, right. Just like how we, how we date in real life. Just kind mm-hmm. of wandered in cluelessly and hoped we would, hope it would work out for the best. Yeah. Our romance novel was about um, 
two computer repairmen. Um, <laughs> two computer repairmen who uh, get uh, a house call to a uh, beautiful uh, uh, um, <laughs> duchess in the right. stately manner. Yeah. 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 And, uh, we go out to, to fix mm-hmm. a router and her. Right. And her also, her, yeah. Yeah. And the yeah, her it, desktop. Yeah. It gets kind of hot and heavy right away. We didn't really have much for plot. <laughs> and so we immediately jumped into like the steamy, sexy parts. Yeah. And then that went on for like 200 pages of just this really long, drawn out uh, lovemaking scene mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that changed settings and places and things and we added characters and took them away yeah Um, we were mostly we were mostly uh criticized uh for just writing a really long porn scene but also we got a lot of criticism about not knowing anything about computers and um you know in hindsight (laughs) making the two protagonists uh (laughs) computer experts was probably not a good was, idea for no, us. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. We didn't. We thought we could pepper in, along with the dirty talk. We thought mm-hmm. we could pepper in some tech. You know, some of some tech speak. Some. Yeah. Some we thought we'd figure it out on the fly. <laughs> right. <laughs> the problem is neither of us had much experience with uh, fixing computers, so we mm-hmm. we really kind of just you know. Yeah, and I was going around. through a real bad patch with my re- computer repair guy at the time. <laughs> you you were working some stuff out. You really were working some stuff out. And so, so essentially, guys, what we had was a 300-page romance novel that had five pages of buildup about these two repair guys who go to this duchess's house <laughs> manor to fix a computer. And then, like, 295 pages of repair speak and dirty talk and just the, the, <laughs> the most poorly written love scene you've ever read. So, yeah. so, so we are legally not allowed to share that with anybody. So, unfortunately, you'd never mm. be able to read it. Yeah, banned but from uh, all stores. <laughs> banned from all stores, <laughs> even stores that don't sell books. Your feed shops, your pet stores—they are not allowed to carry our romance novel. So, but so, so unfortunately, Aunt Esther will never be able to read our novel. Um, so she's reading her book upstairs. The sisters leave. They go downstairs to say goodbye to uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Harold. Harold. Uncle Harold, and let me tell you, this guy, there's a reason Ann Esther's upstairs reading romance. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. This yeah. fella is not, uh, is kind of a, a pudgy little, I don't know, like, just, just hanging out downstairs in his own filth. He is in a massive leather chair, watching uh, football on a tiny TV, uh, smoking up a storm, and I think he's just surrounded by a big bowl of snacks. Um, I have to say, Tony, I watched that. I was instantly jealous. I can imagine, especially with your current living situation, but because right. I know you're a big, I know you're a big leather chair guy. I know you, mm-hmm. you like all, you know, you, you know, you're, you're a connoisseur of leather chairs. And then, uh, I was jealous of the snack situation because I love, yeah, I you, stopped, sport- you stopped snacking. I did. I did. Right. I had to doctor's orders. For the snack. <laughs> Stop the snacks, they said. <laughs> Stop the snacks, they said. So, uh, but yeah, they say goodbye to Uncle Harold, and he he's kind of waves them off, whatever. The sisters, guys, guess what? They're not going out to a bar. They're not going out dancing. No. They're not doing anything like that. They're going to, you guessed it, 
the library. Ooh, cool. Where we, where we all go at 8 p.m. at night. To yeah. Our local library to start uh, checking out reference books and to read up on things. The library is a great place to go, guys. Uh, don't go to bars. Don't call your friends and say, hey, do you want to go get mm. something to eat and maybe go to a movie? Uh, don't do anything like that. Go, just go to your library because you have the entire universe at your fingertips when you're at your local library. You know what? So. That's true. You do have everything is there. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, what's your favorite section of the library, would you say? Where, where, if I'm going to go to the library, where am I going to find Joe at? Movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love looking at their DVDs. DVDs. You can just <laughs> check them out. <laughs> check them out. They let you take them. They let you take them. Yeah. Come home and watch them. It's um, so great. I'll have I like, this movie for free. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I think I'll watch Donnie Brasco for free. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I'll watch this new release that came out three years ago for free what there's a second lord of the rings movie yeah <laughs> gotta take that home i uh, sorry i haven't seen that yet it hasn't come out yeah. to my library right you know what my favorite part of the library is magazines oh like yeah. yeah they got so many different kinds they got mm-hmm. magazines about cars they got magazines about trucks they got yep. magazines about fast cars. Mm-hmm. They got magazines about classic cars. Ooh. They got magazines about trucks that can turn into other trucks. That's right, folks. Tony is a car guy. <laughs> Just a car magazine guy. I don't. <laughs> I know about your. He I know doesn't about your, drive. I don't. I'm. I'm scared of cars. I won't even go mm-hmm. to Joe's new house because I don't. I don't want to ride. I don't want to sit inside. Well, I'll come pick you up in my new house. No, 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 no. I can't. I, I can't get in. I'll, I'll have an anxiety attack. Okay. I can't. I can't. Right. But I love looking at magazines. Could use, I could use your touch. <laughs> my my decor is all over the place. Uh, Well, I can go to the library and rip some pages out of these magazines. Okay. <laughs> pages of the cards. So. Other cards. Uh, but yeah, so they go to the library, which is the coolest place to go when you're young a uh, single woman mm-hmm. you hit up the library because that's where all think about the the type of person you're going to meet at the library yeah you're not going to meet some drunk slob who's hanging it's on true. you throwing disgusting pickup lines at you but yeah girls so check out the library if you're looking for you're looking for a fella mm-hmm. you check out the library there's lots of there's lots of i know a lot of men go to libraries because of that whole have you heard of the sexy librarian thing oh yeah Costume. i've yeah, I, yeah, that's... mostly a costume and hot topic <laughs> <laughs> or Spencer's. It's mostly <laughs> it's mostly a costume at Spencer's. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that's a whole. I well, you remember when I was trying to get that job as a librarian, <laughs> and I wanted to dress the part, so I wore that sexy librarian costume. You didn't have a chance, and I couldn't even get in the building. <laughs> no. No, and you're like, this is this is how they say. I mean, of course right. you want to be sexy. Who doesn't want to be sexy? Exactly. So. Julia and Emily are at the library, and they make it very clear that the, you know, librarian sees them. You know, it seems like they're up to something. They're hatching some plan. So it's almost like they're trying to uh, develop an alibi. So they make some very deliberate movements. So it's the librarian sees them. Meanwhile, back at the house, Aunt Esther 
stops reading her sexy book because she hears a noise and something in the hallway. You know what? She's probably thinking it's Uncle Harold. It's Harold looking for more snacks, probably. Mm, yeah, probably. And she, up <laughs> and she leaves the room. She walks out in the hallway and like very weird and creepy. Someone runs up behind her. Yeah. A candlestick and bashes Aunt Esther over the head and proceeds to like beat yeah. her death. Yeah, it's candlestick. Very and gruesome. Very disgusting and dis- and disturbing and very yeah. disturbing. Mm. And like they are dressed in, uh, they have a uh, uh, ski mask on. A baggy ski mask. Baggy ski mask, guys. Yeah. Check your sizes on your ski <laughs> yeah. mask before you buy them. I mean, you can't just buy it right and, off. You know, just be honest with yourself. Do you have a small head? I mean. <laughs> embrace who you are love yourself right you don't need um, to you don't need to try to impress us with that big that big old baggy ski mask no no we all know you have a small head and we still we still talk to you and you know what when you're at the, the department store don't worry about what the person says when you go back to try the ski mask on just be like, right can i get one of the little rooms that you try this ski mask on and they'll be like okay like don't worry about that Try it yeah. on because you're going to want it to fit well. Otherwise, right. you're going to look silly like this killer mm-hmm. who has this loose-fitting mm-hmm. ski mask on. Yeah. I believe like a mechanic's jumpsuit and yes. like these huge like Big rain boots. boots. Yeah, yeah, big, big rain, rain boots. boots. Yeah, you know, muddy rain boots on. Uh, beats Aunt Esther down uh, to death with this huge candlestick. Yeah. Uh, rich rich person candlestick style not like i mean sorry guys not yeah candlestick. we're not talking about your uh your dinner set right. candlestick uh right. where you're trying to set the mood right. um and you're like look i i made um a cordon blue uh let's light the candles uh not that we're not talking about that we're talking no, we're talk- like heavy rich- service yeah. merchandise <laughs> <laughs> right this is a rich person's candlestick that mm. is used for one of two things either one making you insanely jealous of mm. their huge candlesticks yep. or two murdering somebody with that's, that's right. all they're used for clue, so that's how clue size clue sized exactly uh yeah meanwhile back at the library we have uh julia actually left the library hmm. Hmm. even though they made it so clear to the librarian that they were there weird and he sneaks in through the fire escape and mm-hmm. emily it appears was wearing her beret and made it seem like she was julia so they switched berets that's they switched berets oh gosh they switched berets giving julia the perfect alibi and we find out pretty clearly from the beginning that julia was the murderer she did the candlestick homicide and it seems like the perfect crime again. I, I, after seeing that was like, well, I guess this is going to be an, an episode where Matlock just can't figure it out. I mean, we haven't even seen Matlock yet, but like these sisters are diabolical criminal mm-hmm. masterminds. Mm-hmm. They go through all the, the, the work of making sure the librarian has physically identified both of them by changing coats, changing berets. Yep. It's yep. absolutely brilliant. And so the librarian sees them both. So later on, if they get questioned at all, the librarian's going to totally be able to back up whatever story. They and have. who doesn't believe a librarian? <laughs> Even a sexy one is a great alibi. Right, right. If yeah, if you can get a librarian's alibis are maybe like one of the top three alibis you can get. Mm-hmm. Other than like, I guess what, like a priest <laughs> is number well, one. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but it's like it's easily one of the top alibis you could you could just so yeah a cop yeah <laughs> cops always tell the truth cops always tell the truth and <laughs> so yeah cops always tell the truth mm-hmm. uh and librarians always tell the truth yeah so if you can get alibis from those people you're in so harold finds esther he he finally wakes up from his snack football coma they must have went to commercial yeah and uh, he finds his dead wife it's it's horrifying he calls the police and they basically decide you know what uh, buddy it kind of looks like you did it they find the murder weapon in the basement wrapped up in newspaper so that's pretty clear that it was done by the homeowner absolutely um, absolutely uh there's no break in of entry evidence uh so poor uncle harold is accused of the murder and he is taken into custody. Uh, cut to the next day. Uh, Matlock is having kind of a bad morning. Uh, he <laughs> tells Tyler. So he's standing there with Tyler. He's got kind of a grumpy look on his face. You know, unusual for happy-go-lucky Matlock. Uh, he's saying that there was a neighbor's dog was barking all night. He couldn't get his car started that morning. The hot water and it went out. And so he had to take a cold shower. He's having a bad day. Yeah. That's pretty Tyler, brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you. I take cold showers all the time, so that's not a big deal for me. Yeah, you're a cold shower guy. I'm a cold shower guy. Right. Uh, mostly, mostly because... I, well, when I've stayed over your place, and you get up early in the morning, and you scream in there, you're just... You're taking the ice cold shower, and you're just screaming in pain. You would you would swear I didn't like it, but I I, I actually I don't I actually enjoy it. <laughs> it's I it's, I don't understand what hot water hot water burns. I don't want to I don't want to burn myself. So Tony, you burn the germs. Oh, uh, what that seems no no cold water you freeze them out. Mm, that's true. Germs <laughs> don't like cold neither. <laughs> the cold, they hate the cold. So yeah uh matlock's having a, a kind of a grumpy morning he's not doing so well tyler his good friend and uh investigator tyler makes his morning honestly a little worse by telling him hey harold uh uncle harold needs a lawyer yeah yeah because uh ooh, matlock knows harold and I know that guy he finds him to be annoying ooh, there's nothing old ooh. men finding older old men annoying happens all the time uh, Matlock knows Uncle Harold. He does not like Uncle Harold. He finds no. him so annoying. I cannot believe Uncle Harold needs my help. Yeah, just my luck. Uh, apparently, Uncle Harold razzes Matlock on his golf game. Mm-hmm. Which I, if you're, don't ever make fun of an old white man's golf game because <laughs> they get real upset about it. Yeah, they will remember that and they, they will never forgive you. Uh, that is grudge worthy material there and they will they will almost be so mad at you at the point of um leaving a friend hang out to dry who's been falsely accused of killing his wife (laughs) so remember that next time you're gonna make a comment about your friend swing remember that that if you're for murder (laughs) that he might remember but you've made fun of his golf yeah and so he's not gonna defend you uh but yeah this is like you know matlock's like nemesis you know what i mean mm, like the annoying mm. his annoying guy that he right. doesn't no class no kind class. of a, yeah, yeah right 
Tyler says, why don't you just go talk to him? You know, why don't you find out what's going on? So Malak's like, all right, I guess, you know, so he goes and he talks to him and you know what? Uncle Harold couldn't be nicer. He says that he's always looked up to Matlock. He apologizes mm. for the bad, for the golf jokes. Right. So yeah, Matlock, he's like, maybe this guy isn't so bad. He's annoying. Yeah, he's annoying, but he yeah. could need my help. That's the thing. Like Matlock is never going to turn his back on somebody who needs his help, no matter yeah. how annoying he is. Like that's, right. that's not who Matlock is. So he agrees to take Harold's case. Starts looking into the case a little bit more. Um, he checks out the house. He, you know, he, this candlestick thing is kind of bothering him on how and why the candlestick was in the house. So it seems like somebody did some sort of cleaning up or something after the murder. And that's weird. Murderers don't do a ton of housekeeping after they do a murder. They usually yeah. just leave. So it's odd to Matlock that this person started like cleaning the cleaning, polishing things and shining things up. So he's looking for uh, like silver polish. Right. See, like, you know what could clean off blood off of a off of a, a candlestick yeah and you want to appropriately clean up the murder weapon is to not damage it um so of course you would use silver polish this is the thing this is the thing you never know when that murder weapon is going to fetch a pretty penny on mm-hmm. the old antiques mm-hmm. roadshow mm-hmm. so <laughs> you got to make sure that it looks nice <laughs> and that you're taking care of it because someday you, the antique roll show is going to roll into your town mm-hmm. and you're going to be looking around your house. What, what can yeah. I take? What can I take to get appraised? And so, that yeah, a I lot can't. of people, a lot of people don't know this about me. Um, but, uh, very often the torso that you see in the background of an antiques road show of a, that appears to be a 60 or 70 year old man in a Hawaiian shirt and baggy khakis uh is not actually a man of that age it is me i've been a paid extra those 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 road shows do not pull as many people as they make it look like my torso has been often said is a perfect um you, you guys are really getting right, right now because like this are, these are like antique road show secrets is like though mm-hmm. they are like 20 people at those things tops so essentially what Joe does then is he goes and he like kind of mills around in the background of the That's shot right. of the camera yeah. to make it look like there's lots of people there mm-hmm. uh, uh, when actually there's only like a few because nobody wants to take their crap. To go I've also there. I've also been those people at the very end um, dozens of times where I'm one of the, you know, in a couple and I say, uh, <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be worth a thousand dollars. But turns out it's 10 cents. There's always that disappointment. There's always that little disappointment when you take something that's clearly garbage to the <laughs> anti-growth show and they don't say that it's worth a million dollars. Right. So uh, I'm, I, I, I think it's, I love watching that show because I like to spot my friend Joe. I mm-hmm. like to see him in the background and be like, there he is. Like, oh, you know, there's like, Joe's big tummy. There's Joe's tummy and there's his, his torso. And look, he's got the Hawaiian shirt this time. And, <laughs> And they got a good shot of him this week. And I call him and I'm like, they got a yeah. good shot of you this week. Uh, I like to watch. I'm not allowed to go to the antique road show right. anymore um, because of all the forgeries that I constantly try to pass off uh, paintings and, 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 and yeah, that, that Michael Jackson skeleton was uncalled for. <laughs> that is the thing I got. <laughs> I thought I thought it would I thought it was I thought it would fetch a pretty you know like I say I thought right. it, would be, it was I, a really 
very insensitive. <laughs> you just. I think, I think where I messed up was I bought a Halloween decoration skeleton. <laughs> and the only thing I did to it was put a pair of aviator sunglasses on it. And then I took it to the Antiques Roadshow and I saw you. I said, hey, do the show. You know? And then I went to, and they were like, what is this? <laughs> like, is this Michael Jackson's skeleton? And yeah, and you showed up. You showed up muddy, like you had just come from the grave. I wanted to sell it a little bit, right. so yeah, I, I put mud all over my body. I carried a shovel in the other hand. I was mm-hmm. like, I got it. How much you give me for him? Right. <laughs> so I'm not allowed to go anymore because uh, I tried to sell a fake Michael Jackson skeleton. So mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to go on the Antiques Roadshow anymore. But you know who could go is uh julia and emily because they've got some uh very uh, uh expensive candlesticks that are now polished to a sh- to a shiny uh chrome uh, uh sparkle that they can now sell an antiques roadshow uh how do they get that way though matlock is trying to find that out because he's rooting through kind of their kitchen uh classic matlock scenario you you go into a room and Matlock's in there rooting around in your drawers. Yeah, it, it's gonna happen. You right. know what I mean? He's uh, your lawyer. He's gonna go through your stuff. He's gonna go through your stuff, whether you've given him permission or whether yep. it's necessary or not. Right. Uh, Matlock is allowed to do whatever he wants to help you not go to jail. So he's rooting through the kitchen, and the sisters are like, "What?" And so he finds the polish. Right. And so they're kind of like, "Oh, what do we do here?" Yeah. But they're not very concerned, it seems like, because no. they're kind of acting like they're criminal masterminds here. Right, because so, now what happens next is Julia disappears and Emily is scared. She's going, Julia, Julia, where'd you go? And this is like a big, dark mansion, right? This is not the sort of place uh, that I would want to hide and seek. No, um, no. So Emily is looking for her. And then gets to the top of the stairs, the same place that Aunt Esther was killed. And here comes Julia again with the candlestick behind her and just pretends to almost hit her. Like, it's super weird, you guys. Like, very why? weird. Like, and they start like, laughing. They start laughing about it. Like, huh, is that how it, that's that how it went down? Like, is that how you did yeah. it? Yeah. Like, it's Gross. Really weird. Like, like I say, these, these sisters seem to walk this fine line between, you know, like I say, these 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 geniuses and these really weirdos, like yeah. these really weird people, it's very uh, demented, very demented and bizarre. Uh, they're they're kind of their big flaw here is they did this. They didn't know Matlock was watching them kind of be these do this playful reenactment yeah. of their aunt's murder, and so Matlock is like immediately creeped out, creep and weirded out. They forgot that it would take him a while to leave uh, being an old man. It ha- it takes an old man tops fifteen minutes to. Leave. I mean, just padding down your pockets alone could take a couple minutes. <laughs> Making a show about where the keys are. Do I have them? I thought you had them. You know, thank gosh there wasn't another old person there. Again, a lot of a lot of old person. Yeah. Man, uh, who had the keys? Where did you park? Right. You got your coat. A trip to the bathroom. So yeah, Matlock has not left the house, and meanwhile yeah. the sisters are upstairs giggling and goofing on murdering their aunt and matlock sees this and so like he's like all right and kind of just backward you know kind of tiptoes out yeah like weird weird that's weird <laughs> you know and so uh so yeah now matlock is like okay 
I think I have a pretty good idea of who killed Ann Astor. Yeah. And like someone who had access to the house and could hide things and, and all this stuff. Like it all makes sense to him now. Now he's now, just got to prove it, right? Just got to prove it. That old, the old chestnut of, of, of solving crimes, proof. Uh, Julia and Emily go to the library again, um, just like they do every night around between eight and 10. Uh, it's a late hours for a library yeah it's a later it is a later library so the sisters they don't think anything of it you know they just did a creepy thing in front of matlock no big deal we're just gonna live our lives they go back to the library because that's kind of their thing is they go to the library they're They're, reading yeah big into academics yep they're reading books on psychology and they're reading Mm -hmm. books on you know uh you know law and crimes Mm -hmm. these these Mm -hmm. girls study up cybernetics cybernetics they're reading about classical architecture and things like that like they they know their stuff it's almost like they've been studying to commit crimes you know like like that's the thing about a library joe is Mm. that there's a lot of books in there that can teach you how to do some pretty weird stuff if you like you know really read it read into it you know Mm -hmm. so matlock is there and he's talking to emily he says, "Oh, look up there. There's uh your your sister Julia." And uh she goes, "Oh yeah, that she's right there." And then it turns out it's Charlene wearing the beret and the coat that she they do the same trick that they did and oh boy, Matlock's on to them. He's got it. He's got it. He got him down cold And meanwhile, yeah, Tyler's interviewing Julia and it was a right. complete switcheroo. So some of that Matlock trickery thrown right back at them and now they're they know they Matt know he's, yeah they the know that, they, that he's on there he's on their trail and so now he knows that the librarian can't really say that they were at the library the whole time because he can do the same trick that they did and right. totally ruin that librarian's credibility credibility yep. which is hard to do it's a hard thing to do they got a lot um, they got access to a lot of books right. so it makes them seem like they're super smart and that they know what they're doing so now, Tony, I think it might be a good time for us to take a break um, and hear from our sponsor. Hey, guys, just wanted to pop in and let you guys know really quick that the tickets for the Matlock Unlocking Matlock Fan Fest Cruise 2020 are still available. You guys are going to want to grab them as, as quick as you can and get on this cruise because we are selling out super fast. We've got so many things planned for you guys. We've got the big treasure hunt. We've got the Dixieland jazz band. We've got the food, the excursions and games. That's right. No cruise would be complete without cruise ship games. So, you know, we got the murder mystery that Joe's planned. We got, uh, you know, trivia nights and a little game called, uh, limbo. (laughs) You guys know the game limbo classic, classic cruise ship game, classic Island time game. So Joe and I, trying to give you guys the best cruise experience possible, uh, we decided to kind of go above and beyond and book the cruise ship to be the location for the 2020 World Limbo Championship. So basically, not only is this going to be an unlocking Matlock cruise, you're going to get all that. You're also going to get to witness, take part in even uh, the, the, the world championship limbo competition. And this is for like 
the entire like this is for everything like this is the name that gets put in the books at the end of the year that says this is the this is the world's greatest limbo uh athlete very and exciting you guys are gonna get to see it it's gonna be so great um, and also tony isn't the world's fastest limbo performer gonna be there as well uh, uh rush limbo <laughs> yes rush limbo is gonna be there he Kind of a controversial figure these days. Here's the thing: don't get cornered by Rush Limbaugh <laughs> at at the at like the cocktail hours because mm. he is he's something. But you are not going to want to take your eyes off of him when he's doing the limbo competition because guys, he zips under that thing like a flash of light, just real whoosh, fast, yeah. right underneath it. And so you're going to get to see all kinds of you know kind of kind of really uh, uh, professional. And, and 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 world-class limbo athletes on this thing there's a lot of these guys take their 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 work very seriously i mean like i say they train all year they do you know thousands of of mini competitions and work their way up kind of the the, the ladder to to get to to the championships um and like i say this happens all over the world these people have faced each other there's rivalries guys really intense rivalries there's there's a lot of egos there's lots of of of, of bad hurt feelings um so you're gonna kind of want to make sure that you, you you watch but you watch kind of and just watch what you say as well because these guys can go off they they start to sabotage each other's kind of run wait they say sabotage i mean is there any way is there any better way to stop somebody than to just sabotage them you know <laughs> That just sounds like violence, Tony. That's I, I think that goes beyond sabotaging somebody. Well, this just, is the thing. Like, like I say, it's very competitive. So I, don't, a, I mean, should we be bringing this kind of violent element onto the onto the cruise ship? Not, guys, Joe, it's sanctioned. It's completely sanctioned. There's going to be refs and judges, and the the okay. World Football League uh, uh, yeah. uh, are going to be there. Um, that being said, you can enter into the competition if you'd like. Of course. So, so uh, that's one of the things. Obviously, uh, the, uh, and the unlocking Matlock fans uh, will get first pick to to enter in. So, so like I say, if you're limber, you know, limber up. If you want to mm -hmm. give it a go, you could be the, the world limbo champion. You probably will not though, because these people right. are much better. Than they you. are kind of they have uh, freakish bodies. <laughs> really. And do. speaking of freakish bodies, I will be kicking off the festivities by offering up my body as being the limbo pole. And uh, we'll see if my core can hold up and stay straight for the first 30 tries. Because remember, guys, Joe's not tall; he's long, so he right. works. He works great as a as a as a uh, mm -hmm. as a pole to be used in a limbo competition. Um, I I hope they cleaned up a little bit because I I don't know if you had read this, Joe. Last year there was some <clears throat> disqualifications over some uh, doping. Well, that was all over the papers that I read. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I was in the Scholastic News, uh, the Weekly Reader. I read it that there was some, there was some doping. Apparently, they take uh, some of these guys. They take muscle relax relaxers mm. so that they can bend oh. farther backwards, right, and lower to the ground. Well, again, mm. that's not. You can't do that. You know, that's illegal. So, so those guys usually get disqualified. Yeah, you can usually tell. I mean, I know, I know that I know that Rush Limbo had a real problem with muscle relax. <laughs> for a long time for a long time um yeah yeah it's it's a problem for him it's definitely a problem for him uh, you can usually tell who's doping though because they are so relaxed it's very hard for them to even get to 
mm-hmm. uh, their starting position because they're just kind of right. you know they're wobbling around all over the place. Dead um, giveaway. Exactly. So, but it's going to be so amazing to see these guys. I mean, it's something you usually only see on television uh, during the Olympic Games. Guys, if you haven't got your tickets yet, what is wrong with you? You're going to want to come check it out. Uh, like I say, we got so many other things planned for you. And you're going to get to take part in a, you know, a world uh, record, you know, championship sporting event. I mean, this is like, this is like the Super Bowl of limbo, literally like the Super Bowl of limbo championships. Mm-hmm. You, you might, you might get to flip a coin. You never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. So uh, go ahead and write us a letter and we'll send you the information on where you can go to purchase the tickets. Uh, do not send us your credit card uh, number. We, we we do not need that. Yet. But, do, but do send us your credit card. <laughs> so we can tell. The number is useless to us. We just we, need to know if we're spelling yeah. it right. Well, yeah, and also Tony and I have one of those very old... <laughs> Uh, credit card machine. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a name. It just goes. That's, a, that's just how it's described. Right. Thing. Uh, but yeah, we'll get you all the information on how to get tickets. You're going to want to buy tickets for you, for your family, for your sports loving uh, mm-hmm. family members to get out here, get on the cruise, get out in the open seas with us. Because guys, are you ready for some limbo? <laughs> right. So come on out and check us out. Uh, the Matlock Unlocking Matlock Fan Fest Cruise 2020. Wow, another great word from our sponsor. Um, they really help support this show. Uh, we couldn't really do this without them. Uh, it's really helpful to, to keep unlo- unlocking Matlock going. This show is not free. It costs a lot of money. Money and time and uh, uh-huh. mental health. Guys, check it out. Check out. Always check out the sponsor. A lot of wear and tear. You know, it's like when you work for a company and you you drive your car and you not only are you getting paid for the gas money, but also the miles that you put on your car for the, Absolutely. For the Absolutely. wear and tear. 58 cents a mile is mm-hmm. the, uh, is the law. That reminds me, that reminds me, Joe, I'm going to need your mileage report turned in by at least. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to need it. You know I that got- my, you know, my speedometer is my China cabinet right now. And I, it's tough for me to move all that stuff. I know, I know, but this is the thing. I gotta keep, I gotta keep the the bookkeepers, the accountants, the you know, the bean counters. I gotta keep them happy. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna need. I got mine all ready to go. So I'm just waiting on yours. Uh, last time we talked <laughs> in this episode, <laughs> the last time we spoke to you in this episode, we talked about uh, Matlock kind of turning the tables on the sisters. Right. These yeah. Sisters. So it's kind of discovered what they've done. Yeah, so we're at the we're at the library. Uh, Matlock leaves. Charlene says, "Hey, you know what? I have to stop by the house of Harold and the now deceased Esther, as well as Killer Sisters." And uh, oh, I, uh, Harold wants his PJs and his slippers. I have to go get them for him in prison. Tyler says, "You want me to go with you?" She goes, "No, I'll just go alone." It's it's always a thing in in these in these shows, you know, thrillers. Uh, somebody's got to go back to the house by themselves, the dark mm-hmm. house where the monster, the killer, what have you will be. That's kind of what Charlene does. She kind of just falls into this old cliche of like, oh, I don't need any help or I'll just go by myself. Mm-hmm. Guys, let me tell you something. I don't go by myself anywhere. It's ever. true. It's true. I <laughs> refuse to be alone because I have watched so much Matlock that it never, you never, you never get killed when you're with a buddy. You know That's what I mean? Right. You guys yeah. can laugh all you also, want. you never get accused of murder when you're with a witness. 
That's right. You always have a witness. You always have kind of a murder repellent mm -hmm. by having just a friend mm -hmm. or somebody. It doesn't have to be a friend. Just You've lost person. a lot of friends by calling them murder repellent, though. Well, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's whatever keeps me safe. And so, so I don't go anywhere without somebody. So, the, you know, this is this this counts for everything. Whatever your mind can think of. I've never done that alone ever. So, so, so Charlene makes a huge mistake by not letting Tyler go with her. She goes to the big old dark mansion where the, uh, you know, the, the killer sisters live. And she mm -hmm. starts rooting around looking for Harold's pajamas and kind of his mm -hmm. other wish list mm -hmm. of wants and needs in prison, which by the way, I did not know that you could do that when you're in lockup that you can just request. Items. I think this is a specific thing. If you're a client of Matlock. Uh -huh. um, right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. It kind of gives you special uh, you know, treatment. Uh, yeah. Treatment. Special yeah. It makes you a shot caller in prison. <laughs> That's right. It's I think so I think Harold worked his way up the ranks real quick. You think he's in you think prison? He's running, you think he's running yeah. the cells now? The uh -huh. block, <laughs> yeah. the block now. Uh huh. That's that's I. He had some I, he had some really harsh digs on people's golf games, and got, uh, he became. Were, yeah, like you heard Harold. Harold's in town, man. He's bad. He's a he's one bad dude. <laughs> and so they pushed. They they uh, everybody's scared of him. I worry about it if I ever go to jail. I will not even be in the running to be top dog in the jail mm -hmm. that I will always just be. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, I, I think jail should be afraid of me um, because what the kind of thing that I would bring in there, first of all, I would bring in a pretty good plan of how to stay organized, how to stay neat Absolutely. Um, because I think that's one thing I, I hear a lot of talking to former inmates is it's pretty messy in there. It's dirty. And, uh, guys say. are bad about picking up after themselves. So, <laughs> uh, so you could go in with a plan immediately of, yeah. of organization and then just making sure people pick up their trash, right. and keeping the jail nice and neat. Uh-huh. And so and I, they're gonna be like, Whoa, who's this guy? Like, exactly. I mean, I think you just have to, you know, uh, speak like an adult. You know who's not being very responsible is Charlene walking no, around this this no. killer house all by herself. You know, yeah. some some harm could happen to her. If and she's not she starts to hear some spooky, scary noises. And yeah, what's that? What's that? And, oh, I'll go investigate, I guess. Uh, and then she hears, "Help! Help! Help! Help!" So that someone is in distress. Someone is in distress, and while hearing that would make me run for the door <laughs> to leave, instead, uh -huh. Charlene's like, I'm just gonna check this out. Very brave. I mean, she's cut from the cloth of Matlock, so I mean, this exactly. is exactly, like, I mean, she's got, she's got, you know, she's she's, she's brave, she's 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 got the all the right qualities to be snooping around this house. She checks out the noise, it leads her to guess where it could lead her. Oh, not the brightly well lit kitchen or mm -hmm. you know. A safe space oh only to the creepy uh dark basement with the creaky steps and the door yeah of the, course it does of course of course door, the, the door shuts behind her and then the lights go off and now she's in this basement in the pitch black dark screen it's so creepy it's so creepy i basements are terrify me basements terrify me um i don't like the idea of other rooms being under my feet <laughs> But so she's stuck. She's stuck in this basement, 
she whips out a book of matches because everybody carries matches with them at all times, 24 seven, even if you don't smoke cigarettes or light candles on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you always have a book of matches. Oh, on Casey you. toot. <laughs> Absolutely. You, have a big that, toot. you just light a match. Yeah. Take care of it. You got to take care of it. It's, 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 yeah, it's essential. It's essential to carry, always carry matches on you. Uh, she's locked. She's lights the matches. It lights the room up. She decides to go down like because yeah further into the basement further into the basement expecting i don't know a second door or something or it to get better but it only Mm -hmm. gets worse she's going down the steps matlock her dad bursts you know bursts into the room saves her uh flips on the lights yeah yeah, like there was a light switch there the whole time she could have just yeah back on (laughs) Instead of wasting her, instead of wasting her, her two matches, <laughs> she, she, she could have just turned the lights back on. But uh, saves her just in the nick of time because there are some uh, broken steps on the yeah. stairs, and they look, Joe, to me, deliberately broken. They like, did. Like somebody broke these stairs on purpose. Right. So if Charlene would have stepped on them, she would have slipped, hurt herself, whatever. Right. So, Bad idea. broken her neck yeah Bro- broken her neck the most common injury known mm-hmm. to me or neck. cracking your head open yeah there's cracking your head open and there's right and that's it that's yeah. it uh <laughs> so she she narrowly narrowly escapes doing both of those things um matlock uh, uh saves her gets her back to the house um but now i don't know about you joe but someone tried to kill my daughter it gets a little personal now you know what I mean? Yeah, this is where the story starts getting personal. I think before he was just trying to help out an annoying golf buddy. <laughs> now you mess with my daughter. I get a little, I'm getting a little Liam Neeson on you a little Ooh, bit. I think yeah. here I'm getting a little yeah. bit taken yeah. aback. I'm taken aback. Absolutely. I, I think that would be a good uh, prequel Ooh. to Taken. Taken yeah. aback. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be so good. That'd yeah. That'd be so good where he, you know. He, yeah. <laughs> uh the his daughter is just born and the uh nurse takes his daughter out of the room he gets so upset (laughs) so give me my daughter back if you know what you know what's good for you right and he starts telling her about how good he is at killing people Mm -hmm. and she's like i'm just taking her to go get her get weighed yeah we need to wear and we need to measure her yeah it'd be a lot of him apologizing it's him over it's it's basically Liam Neeson overreacting for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that that character in Taken has been doing this same routine his whole life and it just finally actually happened to work out for him the one time his daughter was actually kidnapped. Absolutely. Absolutely. It finally all the everything everything uh everything finally lined up. So yeah, Matlock is 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 it's gotten personal now. They threatened to you know, they almost hurt Charlene. So he's kind of just throwing he's just throwing the book out the window he's just like i'm just gonna confront them head on so like the weirdo sisters wake up in the morning they go downstairs and matlock is in the kitchen cooking you know what's matlock's favorite thing to cook if he's in your house he's gonna cook your eggs he's cooking up all of your eggs uh and into a lovely breakfast just for him he's not sharing uh matlock cooks up some eggs he basically talks to julia and he says hmm uh he's still not letting her completely on that he knows that it's her but he's like hey you know what's weird about this case there's no motive who would kill ann esther all she wants to do is sit in her room and read sexy romance books 
you know, what's that's not that's no crime. You shouldn't have to die because of that. He says there's no motive for killing her. And Julia's mm-hmm. like, hmm, I don't know. Hmm. Matlock gets out of there and he's like, you know what? This Julia, I can't do anything with her. I'm going to work on the sister. Cut to the sister in court. He's got her on the stand, which for Matlock, you guys know, that's like right in his sights. Like he's got her right where he wants her on the stand. And he's asking her questions, specifically asking her questions about their parents' death. He is asking Emily about uh, her parents who died in a fire. Apparently, Julia, this whole time, has made Emily believe that it was her fault that her parents died in a fire for playing with matches. But actually, it was a uh, a gas main uh, explosion. Classic. Can happen to anybody. Can happen right. to anybody. Gas mm-hmm. mains explode all the time. You never know when it's going to happen. It could happen in your house right now. It could be happening as you're listening to this. That's right. Do you smell that? Wait, go check. Were you? Did you check it? <laughs> but uh, this is this is a very Julia is um, a sicko. Kind of right. She's kind of got this like she's very it's sadistic and it's like there's this I don't know like like I said criminal mastermind aspect to this. Then Matlock switches to Julia because now he's got Emily all busted up. He's got her thinking, maybe I can't trust my sister now. Uh, switches to Julia, who like Professor Moriarty style starts to spout off some like weird psychoanalytical babble about murder and, and, and yeah. motives. and like Who the murderer and, might be in this case. And right. it's basically her. She's yeah. describing herself, almost everything down to the beret. Absolutely. She's like psychoanalyzing herself for Matlock. She's doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Very confident. Very confident. She's doing a lot of his job for him, honestly. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is, this also happened to me when I was in therapy. I was (laughs) analyzing myself and they were like, what do you need me for? You know? So um, he, uh, Matlock kind of gets her to kind of give it up a little bit and then notices that the murder weapon, the big candlestick, is actually wrapped in a newspaper uh, right. that it doesn't quite line up with the the mm. time of events, the dates. That's because now, Tony, now what time does your newspaper come in? Well, uh, usually if, if Kenny is delivering, I'm going to get that paper around 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on the dot, right? I get You're my paper easy. at 4.45. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it comes pretty early. I live... Well, I'm parked right next to uh, the down by the docks there. You're getting uh, your news almost two hours before me. Right. Um, <laughs> it's true. I sort of live in the future that way. But uh, the so the paper that was the uh, the murder weapon was wrapped in was from the next day after the murder. So obviously it wasn't Harold because he was arrested that night. And there were only two other people that had access to the home, and that was Julia and Emily. So they've been caught. There's evidence now. Busted. Straight busted. It's got to be so devastating to Julia, who thought she was so smart Mm -hmm. and thought she had it all figured out and had committed the perfect crime, but just did not anticipate and, and frankly, underestimated uh, an old man's ability to know when the newspaper is delivered. Right. That is something you do not want to mess with. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Um, and you also don't want to not deliver that on time. No, because uh, you will so hear about it. You, you will. Hear, hey, you want a Christmas tip, buddy? You right. make sure that paper is there at 4.45 every morning. 
Yeah. So, yep, Matlock's got him. Again, using the powers mm. that only and the intellect that only a a seasoned attorney like Matlock would have. He spots he spots the flaw. He shows it. She's busted. Yeah. The case is immediately dismissed. Yep. Case over. Boom. Case over. The judge says, what are you going to You got him again. Oh, yeah. Did it to me again, Matlock. Prosecutor comes over to congratulate Matlock. Also says, oh, see you later tonight, Charlene. Uh, turns out the prosecutor is dating Charlene, what? which seems, you know, kind that, of uh, unprofessional. It doesn't seem allowed, doesn't seem allowed <laughs> for one. Uh, but Matlock uh, is surprised by this. He's very surprised by the whole thing. I mean, that's his little girl. She's dating the prosecutor mm. in the case mm. that he was just trying. Mm. Uh, now, Harold is ecstatic because he's out. He's off the hook. He didn't, you know, he was falsely accused of murdering his wife. Uh, he seems a little too happy. Yeah. A little too seasoned. He doesn't really seem yeah. sad. His wife is dead. He seems just happy that he's not going to jail for killing her. Well, uh, let's be honest. His life probably isn't going to change that much with his not wife. Not a whole lot. No. <laughs> he's still going to watch a lot of football, smoke, and eat snacks, whether she's there or not. You know, it's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's the house is going to be a little quieter now that yeah. his wife and murderous nieces are no longer in that yeah. huge house. Yeah. So, He's got time. He's ready to party. He wants Matlock to hang out. Hey, come to the house. We'll watch the game together. And Matlock is just like rolling his eyes. Like, uh, you are Harold. still annoying. Harold, you're so annoying for wanting to hang out with me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I really felt for Harold there because that, that reminded me a lot of my social interactions with older men. <laughs> All you want to do is talk about uh, <laughs> submarine movies and candy old you know hard candy with them and they are they don't want to talk to you at all i go let's talk u-boats let's <laughs> let's talk where there's in u-boats and tony you know that's my other podcast where there's in u-boats i don't get any listens i really am trying to get on to am radio i think that's my only hope i i promised i'd listen and i'll, I'll tune in okay I'll tune in. I'll subscribe. yeah um, I, I talk about the days of yesteryear. That's right. That's and right. Uh, what a great episode. I mean, this is uh, Matlock does it again. And like we do on every episode of Unlocking Matlock, we do the Don Knotts watch. So, uh, Tony, you're here with the Don Knotts watch. Uh, was Don Knotts in this episode? Uh, that's right, Joe. No, he was not in this episode. All right, and thank you, Tony. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see him in there someday. You know, maybe maybe someday uh, Matlock will get a friend uh, who won't be so annoying as as Harold, and maybe that friend will be right. Gone. Yeah, so. I would think he, you know Matlock has a lot of experience with annoying people. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, Don Knotts is going to be one of his friends. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I, maybe that's why Matt. Matlock is so against having Harold as a friend because he's like, oh, God, I've done this dance already <laughs> with an annoying sidekick. We This case is closed, and we thank all of you witnesses uh, for listening. Um, we really appreciate all the support that we've been getting, some of the great reviews. Please rate our podcast on uh, Apple or Spotify or anywhere you can do that. Uh, we'd really like to to hear what you think about the show and please send us your fan art. Um, we're going to be posting some of the fan art that we've, we've gotten. Uh, we've gotten some really good drawings. Um, uh, some interesting ones. 
I'd say a lot of liberties taken. I, yeah. I love the artistic passion. I right. can't wait to show you guys some of the art. If you've got some of yourself, I'd like you, you know, to send it on in, mm -hmm. uh, take the art. I want you to make a photocopy of it. And then I want you to print the, the, the photo <laughs> out and mm -hmm. <laughs> then fax it to uh, the, the, our fax number. And then yeah. I'll take a picture of Which it. Which is in the yellow pages. It's in the yellow pages. <laughs> I will print or the white pages. Out. I can't. Is it the white pages or the? It's in the white pages. Um, see, I throw all my phone books away immediately, so I yeah. never, I never know uh, where they go. They keep giving them to me. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get. Send us your art. Mm -hmm. We'll throw it up and yep. uh, on the. You can follow us at Unlocking Matlock on Instagram, um, and we'll post your artwork there. Um, yeah. And not pay you anything for it. We will. That right. will become our property. Absolutely. And you will not be able to uh, profit off of that at all. Um, I will probably take it uh, to some antiques roadshows to see if I can sell them off. So, yeah, and I will be there in the background uh, with my weird body. So, uh, thanks everybody so much for listening. This has been Unlocking Matlock. Bye bye. Bye.